everyone, it's Hannah Nieves of the Thrive Society podcast. And today I have the privilege of interviewing Kristen Bernie. Kristen is a business coach for creative entrepreneurs. She helps them find the confidence, clarity, and focus it takes to show up authentically online and start thinking like the CEO they are meant to be. And on today's episode, we are talking all about Instagram and the power of connections. And on today's episode, we're chatting all through how to connect authentically with your ideal client on Instagram, how to leverage the platform and how to utilize it to build a thriving business. All right, let's get to it. All right, guys, it's Hannah Nieves here and we have Kristen Bernie. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Hannah. I'm really excited to talk to you all about Holy, Yes. (laughs) Yes. I feel like it's like the topic that everyone gets so excited about. Um, and you clearly are an expert in this space. So, um, just give us some backstory on like how you got into this industry. Why did you do this? Give us a story. Yeah. So, um, my, oh my gosh, my entrepreneurial journey, I feel like has been going on and on forever and ever. Um, I started out as a hairdresser and salon owner and, um, I basically had my children and I did not want to, um, work as hard as I was working after I had my kids. So I, um, we relocated from South Florida to Atlanta And, um, within that time I got bored very quickly, like the entrepreneurial spirit. It's very hard to put to sleep when you, you know, it's Mm -hmm. either, I feel like you either got it in yet or you don't. Um, so I basically started some Etsy shops and got really busy off of those. And, um, when I started my Etsy shops, it really opened up a whole new world for me as far as like using social media to be able to sell. Um, cause I had never really looked at it as that before. It was sort of like, you know, Facebook was like, you know, gave me anxiety. And it was like one of those things where it was like, I just mm-hmm. didn't, I wasn't using it properly. Um, which I feel like a lot of people do have that problem as well. Um, so basically, um, after I started my Etsy shops and started promoting myself on social media, I sort of fell into uh, this leadership role with my friends, really. I started to build like this great community of women, entrepreneurial women, you know, through Instagram, really. I can, I can honestly say that the whole start of um, my community growth was specifically through Instagram. And I started a Facebook group and it's called Creative as a Mother. And it just kind of like took on a life of its own and people were connecting outside of the platform from the start of it. Um, And that sort of just morphed into me coaching. Um, That's been almost two years now. And um, yeah, that's pretty much how, how it all started. I love it. I always love hearing people's stories and like why they started their business. So it's just so interesting. And I think with Instagram as a whole, I mean, you know, the platform has developed and evolved so much since its inception. Um, And I think one of the biggest things too, is that people get so hung up on the algorithm, right? Um, It's changing my engagements down. What do I do? Um, Especially in the space, because most of the audience, um, the listeners here are either online entrepreneurs in this space. So um, what are some tips on how you can grow your business on social media that are tangible, you know, takeaways? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The algorithm is like, you know, a mystery that everyone is out to Mm -hmm. see and figure out. And I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that no one can solve that problem because (laughs) it's forever changing. It will always change. And, um, I think that the number one thing that 
people don't realize when it comes to Instagram is how important it is to actually engage with other people more than you are either putting out content or consuming content. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really, really easy to get lost in like the Instagram vortex of just like, you know, I'm, I spend four hours a day on Instagram for my business, but I don't see any sales from it. When if you really were to, you know, take a step back and look at really how you're spending your time and write it out, um, I guarantee you, you're not spending four hours directly (laughs) using it for your business. Um, So I think that that's my number one, number one tip is even honestly, if it's 15 minutes a day of just you being like consistent and intentional with your Instagram account, I think will make a huge difference in the long run. No, I love that. I love that because I think it's always so easy for us to consume more than we educate or teach because it's so easy. You're just swiping. And and that's the whole point of Instagram is to keep you up on the app um, as well. Do you recommend, or do you have some strategies and whatnot on like, like, you know, whether you're commenting or messaging or things like that? So I like to say that when it comes to creating content for Instagram is to sort of always have an objective, right? Like you do your quarterly goals for your business. You sort of want to break that up for Instagram as well. If you use Instagram with intention for your business, you will see results bottom line. So if you are going in to quarter two, let's say just because that just started and you're saying, okay, my goal for this quarter is to make, you know, 5,000 a month. So 15,000 for this quarter, you now have a goal that you can work with and know exactly what you need to accomplish in order to get there. So it kind of, if you work backwards from that goal, you say, okay, well, that means that I need to have at least three one-on-one clients that month or however that looks for you. If you have that goal black and white, you know, I need to email, I'm sorry, I need to DM or at least touch base with or contact at least five people um, and start to establish relationships Mm -hmm. with them and really just, um, you know, get used to starting the conversations in the DMs because then when it comes time for the hard sell or for you to actually put your service or product out there, it becomes a lot easier and more natural for your people to um, purchase in the long run. But it's also not like awkward and the first time that they're having these conversations with you because they're used to establishing that relationship with you. Um, So I think that if you are to really sit back and sort of revisit, you know, your ICA and, and really just get very clear on who it is that you're talking to. And I like to envision like when you're creating content for this person, um, keep in mind that you are speaking to just her specifically and not your, you know, 10,000 followers or 5,000 followers. However, if you're able to just focus on this one specific person and talk to her directly, it will resonate so much more with your ideal people than it will if you're just trying to please, you know, the 5,000 followers that you have. I love that. And I always preach that too, because I think it's so easy for you to kind of speak to the masses and not speak to that one ICA. And there's like the saying that says that like, if you speak to everyone, you're speaking to no one. So I love that. And I think also I'd love to kind of segue into like the storytelling piece and the, and the DMS, because specifically on the DMS, I, I think that a lot of people get a little bit nervous, especially the newer entrepreneurs who are, um, how do we come off as not sleazy or, um, spammy 
in the DMs? How do I come off as authentic? And I'm just curious to see from your insight, are there any tips or techniques that you recommend um, for really building that relationship? Yeah. You know, I like to say, so Instagram stories is um, the segue to DMs. So if you are using your Instagram stories in a sense that your whole goal is to get your viewers and Instagram stories into your DMs and use that with your every, I keep saying intention, but really that's really what it boils down to. If you use it for that intention to say like, you know, I'm not going to post a story today just to post a story because it, you know, I haven't done so in a few days or whatever. I'm going to post a story to get my people to engage with me to, you know, either take a poll, um, fill in the questions, um, however you can get them into your DMs and start a conversation. It really does happen organically. And then you can reach out to them later on and say like, hey, I totally thought of you when I was creating this product or when I, you know, decided that I was opening up this group coaching program or however that looks for you. I really think that you would be a good fit. Um, Let me know if this is something you'd be interested in and I'd love to hop on a call with you or I'd love to talk with you further about it. If you already have that relationship established where they're used to, you know, um, having this sort of like friendly conversation and communication with you, it really just organically happens. It's, it's like magic. It really, it really is. It's like magic. No, I, I love that because it, it's, it's kind of this, um, chicken and the egg, right? You know, like how do I come off as authentic, but still be able to provide value? Because at the end of the day, if you have a program or an offering or a course or something that can really help them, it's like, how do you make that introduction? So, um, kind of backtracking on storytelling as well. Um, I think that's another thing that people are, I, I get this question a lot also is like, how do I do proper storytelling on social media and how do I translate and how does it connect with my audience. And I'm just curious to see your insights on storytelling, how you implement it in your business and you know, why it's important. Yeah. I love storytelling in your business is like everything. And this is really how you develop that no like, and trust factor with your audience mm-hmm. and how you get them to really sort of like, like, you know, a magnet, it pulls them into you and into your brand and who you are as a person and your values, your brand values, your lifestyle values. And when they see that they have the same values as you do, like value-based marketing is so powerful. And I think that's really what you get when you do start to tell stories using Instagram. Um, I think that it's really, really important um, when you're writing your Instagram captions, you have two lines before they have to tap that, you know, read more, those three dots to read more. You want that first line. The purpose of that first line is to get them to read that second line. So however you can pull them in throughout the, you know, those two lines, whether it's like all captions or something that's going to be like, whoa, that sounds weird. Or what is she talking about? Like, I need to read more. I think that's really, really important. And when you are really um, basing your content, you know, on storytelling, think about how you can get that first line, like power packed, punched out there for them to just read that second line and then start to go from there. No, I love, I love that too, because I think that's another thing as well, because people are scrolling, scrolling through the feed so quickly. And it's like, how do you grab their attention, either IE video, or you have an attention grabbing, like first sentence, something that's really like polarizing. Um, I, I love that. And do you, I'm just curious to see from your perspective as well, in terms of content, I feel like there's always, again, so much controversy on, should you do long form? Should you do like the micro blogging? Should you do the short, um, 
pieces of content. I'm just curious to see from your perspective, if you've noticed anything in particular. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I'm a huge fan of mixing it up. It's the Libra in me. Like I'm all about balance. Like I love that. I mean, if you were to mix up your content and have these long drawn out, like I use my Instagram sometimes as a blog, like it could be my own, like one post, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. And I love that. And I think people really respond to it. But, you know, let's be real. Most of the people on Instagram are skimmers. So it's like, you know, not everyone is going to sit and read that content. So if you have like those long stories where you're telling your why or, you know, how your business started, like those are fantastic. But it's also great to throw in like funny quotes here and there, like double tap, you know, just tell them to do something in every single post. Give them a call to action in every single post. If you want them to like it, you've got to tell them. If you want them to comment, you got to tell them. If you want them to DM you, you've got to tell them. I think it doesn't necessarily matter if you are really, um, if they're long, you know, long posts or short posts or however you want to do it. I think it, as long as you are telling them what you want them to know or what you want them to do, um, you're going to be good. You'll be good with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The call to action is key. And I've even noticed this on my own posts as well. It's like when you have that direct call to action and you direct them straight to the link in the bio, whether it's, i.e. join my Facebook group or sign up for this free webinar. Um, it's so powerful to see the results from that. If you're, you know, utilizing the platform, um, to its advantage. And one thing too, is the, another question I get a lot is like reach right on Instagram. And one of the biggest ways is through hashtags And I'd love to see your perspective as well, because I feel like there's, again, there's so much information on like, how do I pick the right hashtags? How are they beneficial? What am I getting out of it? Can I find my ICA through the hashtags? I love to hear your feedback on that. Yeah. Hashtags can be like a gold mine. They really can. Um, Mm -hmm. but they can also be a huge time suck, um, because they, you can get caught up trying to mingle and hashtags with people that are not your ideal customer. Like, mm-hmm. um, the, the best thing that Instagram ever did was when you use a hashtag, it comes up. Um, I forget what exactly how they word it, but it's like the, um, recommended right underneath yep. it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so those are the best ever because if you, you, if you've ever seen, I'm not sure if you've ever gone into this hashtag Hannah, but it's hashtag entrepreneur. It's like oh. the grossest <laughs> hashtag ever. And it's like, when I see people, you know, it's people like making it rain or like, you know, mm-hmm. you're just like, what is happening here? Like you do not want to be associated in that hashtag. So yeah. once, um, once you see the quality of people that are in a hashtag, like that should be your sure sign. So I always say like, mix it up. You want to use the larger hashtags for sure, but you really want to make sure that you're also using hashtags that are you know, key to your brand. Maybe you have your own hashtag that you use. Like we have one in our Facebook group, um, that that's great because all the girls kind of follow along with it and then they go and like each other's posts and comment back. So that's always good to use. Um, but you know, don't use just all of the huge hashtags. The best way to see, um, how often people are using that hashtag is to just go to that hashtag and refresh it and then refresh it again in 10 seconds. And if that first post is there 20 people down, you know, 20 posts down, you're probably not going to get a lot of engagement in that post. Um, so it's really important to sort of like do your research with it. Use hashtags that your customers are going to use to find you use hashtags that they would be using, um, to fix a problem that they're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, it's really important to just sort of sit down and dump them out. And then I, I have lists of like, you know, depending on what my post is about that day, whether like it's my entrepreneurial journey or whether this is something I'm talking about solving a problem for people. I literally have lists of like different hashtags that I cycle through. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's really important to have more of a strategy behind it instead of just like throwing them out there and seeing what happens. Yeah. I, I get, I hear that a lot from clients as well. And it's, you know, it's a lot of work to curate. I mean, it's, there's no rhyme or reason. You really have to do the research and that's what takes the most time. And even for myself and just, um, kind of putting out there as well, whoever's listening, um, I utilize this specific hashtag over and over and over. And it was interesting because I actually went on it and I didn't realize that I was actually one of the more, uh, top performing people on this hashtag. And it's like decently sized. I mean, Actually, no, it's pretty small. And like 60, it's under 100,000 people. I think it's like 60 or 70,000 people. That's a lot. That's that a hashtag. Lot. But I noticed every single post that I was utilizing and tagging that hashtag, I was coming up as a top performing. And the interesting thing is that the hash, hashtags that I have been utilizing and I've been like teaching my clients as well, like consistently the, my following goes up and up and up. It's on it. It kind of like does a job for you in a way, which is so it's interesting. True. So oh my gosh. I love the, the way that you said that. It really does. It's so true. And that's why I think that if you were to sit down and really strategize your hashtags and think on a more strategic level about it, instead of just saying like hashtag entrepreneur, hashtag CEO, hashtag, however, you know, and just throwing four or five out there just for the sake of it, because you feel like I'm on Instagram and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. If you really do sit and think about it and, and, you know, do your research, like know your numbers. And that's another thing that I'd like to talk about with my clients mm -hmm. too. It's like, know your numbers, but don't let them own you. You know, it's important to educate yourself and see what hashtags are working, what posts your, your customers or your, your clients are responding to. Um, like take note of all of this. All of these numbers are fantastic, but don't let them own you. Like, don't be discouraged by your follower count. If it's growing at a snail's pace, because I would rather you, I would rather see your follower count grow at a snail's pace with like people that are really digging your stuff than see you like overnight success, your engagement plop, because they're people that you know, who knows where they came from. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really important to not get hung up on the numbers, but be smart about it. Like put your scientist goggles on, put your CEO hat on. That's what I always tell my clients, put on your CEO hat, sit down, really like acknowledge what's working, acknowledge what's not working and let that other stuff go or, and you know, or maybe post less of it or whatever, however you want to mm -hmm. do it. But, um, you know, don't get hung up on it. Don't, get yourself caught in comparisonitis. That's so easy to do on Instagram. Oh my gosh. It's so easy. And, you know, especially if you're consuming more than you're creating. I um, mean, one of the things too, that I think is really interesting is vanity metrics, right? So like the likes and the followers and whatnot. And I'm just curious to see from your perspective, are there certain things that you look for in your insights and analytics that you track consistently? Um, because again, I, I, and this is just my own perspective. I feel like the vanity metrics are not as important. Like I don't look at the followers as much as I do, like how many people are saving and sharing my content, you know? A hundred percent. You hit the nail on the head. Like likes to me, um, I don't even, I don't even pay attention to those, to be honest with you. I was actually mm -hmm. really excited when I heard they were getting rid of them, but they haven't yet. I mean, I still I know. See me so too. I, know what happened <laughs> to that. I was kind of like, okay, this is good. Um, but definitely, um, for engagement purposes, I would say comments, comments are number one. And some posts always, um, 
you know, perform well than others, especially if they're more like fun ones, like silly ones, like drop me an emoji. Not that I do that often, but, um, you know, comments are very important. They're way more important than likes. And it's always super important to respond back to every single comment. Yes. Always tell yes. everyone that. Like, don't post and ghost, sit and hang out, like let these people engage with you and even provide them some value back in the, these comments because people will be reading through those feeds and then they'll see like, you know, oh, she's that, that has really helped me or however. So I say, pay attention to the comments. The shares are huge. Um, story reshares, like that's always great. And, and screenshot those and share those in your stories. Like, thank you for the shout out you know, let people know that, that people are sharing your stuff. Um, so I would say the most important ones that I look at are hashtag growth. Like how many views were not following me? Um, how many people engaged or saw this post from specific, not specific hashtags, but hashtags in mm -hmm. general, cause you can't yeah. see. Specific. But, um, and then as far as engagement goes, definitely comments, shares and saves is how I, how I, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, okay. So last social media question before we move on and which I had was scheduling purposes. Mm -hmm. Do you, I'm just curious, do you batch your content or are you on the fly? Do you batch your content for the month? Like give us the deets. Okay. Can I swear? Okay. I sure. <laughs> well, yes. I batch my content, but <laughs> I will tell you, <laughs> It wasn't too bad. I, I'll, I'll be filled. That was a pretty like clean swear. So that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Especially for me, like anyone that follows me knows I'm like not scared of the F-bomb in my feed, which, you know, is good because some people, yeah. they either like it or they don't like it. So yeah, but no, as far as batching content, I am a huge, I tell everyone I batch for the month. Um, I it's, especially these days, it's becoming harder and harder with my two kids being home because of everything that's going on. Um, if I cannot do it by the month, at least by the week. And even if it's just something as like, okay, I've got my next four or five pictures planned out and topics for what I want to talk about. Um, and then you can sort of come up with the captions like that morning or however, mm -hmm. even if you just have like a good solid base, um, that will make your content creation so much easier. But I actually, um, I can probably link it or send this to you, but I do have a free training for um, how to create uh, 30 days worth of Instagram content in an hour. Um, so it's a awesome. really great like um, resource because it just, it's, it's very easy to do. I think that if you were to make it a priority in your business, Instagram in general, and content creation and treat it as like Instagram is a place that has qualified leads and inquiries and you can make sales like this can be a part of your business plan. Mm -hmm. As long as you look at it through that lens, um, Instagram planning content will be like a no brainer for you. Like yeah. I think it just becomes like something that you do. It's just as a part of marketing any other place. Like that's what you, mm -hmm. what you do. I will link that free training in the show notes as well. So if anyone wants to download that for their content planning, I will link that. So just FYI. Um, but no, this is so helpful. So many nuggets of knowledge here. Um, but I really want to kind of move also into the segue in, in this episode that really everyone looks forward to, right? And this is why I started this podcast to begin with, because 
Um, I think it's so easy for people to see people at the end stage, right? You see these really successful entrepreneurs, they're making millions, super successful, traveling the world, but then they don't see the things that that have happened in the past or the challenges and struggles that they've faced. Um, and I always feel like I, it's my purpose and, and my mission also to kind of pull back the curtain, right? And let's share these types of things. So I'd love to hear from you. Are there any challenges, any struggles that you've faced that really have helped to shape the trajectory of your business? And um, can you just share a story? Oh gosh, I loved this question. I was like, this is so fun. I love that you do this so much because it's so true. It's so easy to get like focused on somebody's end when you're at the beginning and you just want it so bad and it's never just rainbows and butterflies to get there. Mm -hmm. So I think this is so smart. I love it. Um, The very first thing that comes to my mind, and this was a major, it caused, it caused the whole shift of my business to be honest. So um, I, like I said, when I started my Etsy shops, um, we did, you know, craft shows, craft shows are like what you do Mm -hmm. when you're a handmade seller. And um, I had busted my butt for this craft show. It was like a two day event. And, um, I had all this inventory and the day before the craft show ended up getting canceled. Um, and I had spent so much time creating this so much, you know, money in the booth, money in the products, this and that. And I was really upset about it. And I ended up using my Instagram followers and having a live market. So like just a few days before, um, I announced that I was going to do it. I said, you know, my loss is your gain. I have all of this inventory and I'm going to host a live market on Instagram. Um, Keep in mind, I had never gone live before, like ever. I was sort of like, what the heck are you doing? Like now that Mm -hmm. I put it out there, it's real. Um, And I hosted a live market on Instagram. I ended up selling out my inventory and more. I made um, over $600 in 45 minutes which to be honest with you is probably more money than I would have made at the craft show Mm -hmm. because you never know at these, you know, markets, who's going to be there. Um, so I, I did that again and again, and then I ended up starting, um, I taught a course, I launched a course called the Instagram live market course. And it was my very first course that I put out there on Instagram and, um, putting myself sort of, you know, out there as a leader in the industry. Mm -hmm. And, um, it did so well. I now teach other makers how to do that. It's still something that I have um, on my website. And that was at that point on was when I said, I need to do something more than just make pillows and sell at a craft show. Like that was how I knew I was here um, to teach and to sort of, um, you know, teach people and coach people into success. Mm -hmm. And that was the very beginning of it. Um, So it's, that shifted everything for me. Wow. Wow. It's always these stories, right? These like pivotal like points in your life that really help to change and move you into the space that you're supposed to be. I love this. This has been so much fun. So much information. Um, and you are just a wealth of knowledge here. So I'd love to wrap up. Tell us how people can find you, follow you, work with you. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on the gram as always at Kristen Burney. Um, I have a Facebook community, as I mentioned earlier, called Creative as a Mother. And yeah, just send me a DM and I would love to chat. I love, love, love talking to people, women who are building their businesses and just hearing about their goals and dreams and, and everything. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
Wow, 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 guys. What an episode and what a powerhouse Kristen is, right? I mean, Instagram is such a powerful tool, but I feel like there's so much ambiguity when it comes to how do I attract my ideal client and how do I have the right strategy and how do I beat the algorithm? And there's just so many moving parts. So it's so helpful to have, you know, some strategy behind that as well. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Kristen Bernie and I will be back soon.